Captain's Log number N43-259. In our expedition today, we found records of Hero's journey through the galaxy bound to a destiny only the strong can burden. This is how their story unfolds. Hello and welcome to Celestial Expanse, a real play D&D podcast set in the Celestial Expanse universe. My name is Jason and I will be playing everyone's favorite heretic elf, Theron. In this episode, you'll witness much chicanery, tomfoolery, belly and if you're lucky, maybe even some skullduggery. But now I want to introduce the Prime Minister of Sinister, the foreman of fornicating Skyward, the numero uno of rolling numero uno, Matthew. How are you, Matthew? I am doing very well. How about you? I am not bad. Ben, who's playing well. How are you, Benjamin? I'm doing pretty good. Some people call him Benjamin in different countries. Boston, playing our favorite shrub, Juniper. How are you, Boston? I'm alive. Do you miss school? No. Didn't think so. Clarence, playing the kind and generous Martel. Clarence, how are you? I'm good. Miss Painting? Uh, yes. Natalia, didn't see that coming. Natalia playing Z. How are you, Natalia? I uh, we're good. We're we're excited to rage. Off, <laughs> off to a con this weekend. Uh, next next weekend. Next weekend, gotcha. Next weekend, but we leave on Thursday. So yes, awesome. very excited. Okay. Back to you, Matt. All right. So does anybody remember what happened last time? See what ha- happened was uh, everyone brought Martel dinner. Yes, that's it. That was the whole episode. I mean, that was a significant uh, portion of the episode. It was. We brought Martel dinner. Martel decided to not join the party um, and stayed in her room. Boston came and talked to her. You mean Juniper? Juniper, yeah. Juniper yeah, came and talked I'm, to her. I'm in, I'm in it now. She didn't see you now. It's, it's canon. <laughs> Juniper came and talked to her. And... I was given command by default, Theron. I mean, a bunch of random decrees. <laughs> um, Marvel also asked Juniper to ask go. Z if she would be willing to talk. Yeah, I'm yes. on a mission. I'm on all sorts of side quests today. <laughs> and then near the end, Juniper was making like an entire fault. F- body for what happened there i'm confused you're confused about what what were you doing with lelia i didn't do anything or i heard a thonk in i said do you need help and she said nah and i said okay oh that was it okay and then jacks catches up with z at the end of the episode Mm -hmm. in at Uh the bar Yes, which we're actually going straight there right now. Uh, Z, you just see uh, Jack sitting down with his new prosthetic. Uh, he, not only that, but you can see like there's some like fresh cuts, like op- like being closed up, and they're gonna leave some scars for sure. And you could see he just feels tired and haggard. Ah, uh, so that's a tough time up there, huh? Down there. Whatever. Uh, yeah, I uh, I wouldn't uh, recommend getting your leg shut off. Ah, didn't seem to. Uh, um, I I was in a suit. Yeah. Uh. So, but I'm sorry that happened. 
to you, but your new one looks looks good. Not, he, not, not. <laughs> um, he like looks at it and then takes a shot and it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I lost an arm. You know, I almost lost a leg, but uh, apparently Theron put it back on or something. Um. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, but I got this thing. It's not so bad. And she, uh, flexes her, her fancy space dad arm. And, uh, an axe pops out of it. Yes. I almost think of it this way. Like, you're comparing what's basically, like, top model Camaro compared to his jalopy. Because it's not, like, they don't have, like, top tier prosthetics available for um, oh, on I'm, your... I'm well aware. She <laughs> is very socially awkward and extremely emotionally detached right now. <laughs> and he looks at your arm and then his leg like, right. Oh, well, I mean, my first one didn't look like this. This one was a, yeah, I got this one uh, later. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure that you'll find, uh, I, can, I can actually hook you up with a guy. Um, he, he, he can do one for you like, like this one. If we actually could find wherever we are exactly, like yeah, we know where we're at, but eh, then we'll get home eventually. All I know is with this with this damn um um base model, I basically can't do anything. I'll be stuck behind a desk. Huh? Oh, yeah, that that sucks. When she said uh we'll get home eventually, then all of a sudden like her. Face started to go blank, and she started zoning out, um, uh, and started to look kind of morose as she realizes that's probably not a thing that she has right now, like including people. Um, he looks at you, he's like, "Need a drink?" Uh, I mean, yeah, sure. Actually, I was, I was actually not gonna, but since you offered, um, uh, you see him like. Talk to the that one dwarven bartender that you met before, and you see him like give like a special hand signal to her, and she starts just grabbing random drinks. And the one thing you do know is they're just like random colors, um, like yellow, green, brown. Uh, what did you tell her to do? She's grabbing a whole lot. It's very colorful. That makes me nervous. Let's just say, uh, it makes you forget your troubles for at least a, a couple days. What? Uh, cheers to that. Alright then. Colorful forgetfulness it is. Cheers. We don't remember what the actual name of it was called, but it's something it starts with a cray. On? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Best tasting thing ever. Holy Marines order it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god comes in, eight, comes in eight colors eight, eight flavors I mean I figured Jason would appreciate that <laughs> all of a sudden out of character Jason just busts in the room what did I hear you ordered what <laughs> <laughs> runs towards the bar oh, oh where'd this guy come from he's what big and hell? bald well, yeah. give him a drink he'll go away <laughs> uh the dwarf gives Jason a drink when he, and then disappears. Yeah, I just um, wander. I just wander off. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like lemon, and I just wander <laughs> off. <laughs> um, he like drops. He takes a shot and just like downs it like it's nothing. Um, 
if you want uh, to take a shot, I will need a uh, constitution sight from you. Okay. Uh, so when when she puts this shot in front of me, it, is it in an average size shot glass? And it's just like a bunch of different layers of color? Um, it's like several layers like on top of each other, and it's in a high ball, like a very tall glass. Okay. All right. It's not really a shot then. Well, he drinks it like it's a shot. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm sure Z could keep up. Um, he's, like, he's like, you don't want to sip it. Yeah, it's not I, for tasting. It's not for tasting. <laughs> so she looks at it kind of with this weird cockeyed, kind of like weirded out smirk. And then goes, yeah, I wasn't going to try sipping it. And, uh... Goes cheers and uh, constitution. I also need to pull, roll up, pull up roll twenty. Give me just one second. That might uh, help. <laughs> uh, just a little, just a little. It's roll, but there would be no consequence to the roll. Just <laughs> rolling. Yeah. Why are you going so slowly? Oh, that's so roll twenty. Mm-hmm. Roll twenty. Fix your shit. Yeah, I should probably load my sheet. We will never get. We yeah. will never get sponsored with this kind of talk. Mm. I know we yeah. need to be nicer. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever get sponsored. No, I don't know anybody. Roll twenty. This is the best platform I've ever played on. <laughs> I give it a five out of five stars because look at this majestic format. Fifteen. Wow. Uh, and that's with a plus eight, so it was like a nine. You <laughs> actually feel like your head is suddenly stuffed with cotton. Like mm. for some reason, your head is like. Not stuffed with cotton. It's not stuffed with cotton. It's more like somebody like took a sweater and just wrapped it around your head. And yes, what Jason kind of put in the Discord um, is very similar. It's a very tall highball with varying gradients of colors. Uh, I'm sure. Yes, I'm sure I've drank that before IRL. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, for the audience, if somebody was to drink this, it's like if somebody mixed Everclear with Jägermeister, a little bit of wine, and some rum, and just mixed it all together. It sounds oh, terrible. No. That does sound terrible. <laughs> oh no. Um. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so she would definitely be like, ah, "Okay, ah, that was um." That's that's interesting. Another. <laughs> he looks at. He's like, "Are you sure about that?" Yeah. All right. Uh, he then looks around and he starts seeing other Marines that are around there. He's like, he does another tap on the bar and he says, "All right, Eli, come up here. We're having we're having cray crayons." <laughs> and hey, look at look at the D. I'm saying it right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, fourth dimension wall break. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because of my accent, I always get shit for it. Mm -hmm. Um, they uh, all perk up and they serve these shots, and they all seem to like, you know, like when you take a shot, you always sometimes get that face, like when you scrunch up when you take a very strong shot. If you take it right, you don't. But okay. <laughs> well, even some of them have that face, but yes. I know you what you're talking about. I'm just giving you shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, go ahead and give me another con save if you're taking another shot. I figured. 
She gets better as she drinks, though. Damn it. 13. <laughs> that's a that's a freaking six. She uh, thinks she gets better. That's Jesus. What, what the hell is going on, Roll20? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you suddenly wake up the next day in the medical ward. No. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> no. Come on. Just, Sorry. How does Juniper find? Does he go crazy or does she just pass out? Um, that's a good question. Uh, Juniper, when you enter the mess hall, give me perception. Oh god, <laughs> she's just like half lying under the table. So you look under the bar and find. Where is it? Perception. Five. Five. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna give this to you because, um, this is not quiet. Um, <laughs> like we see Juniper, first half what we see is Juniper like looking over and probably the, like the whole what happened and it's 12 hours late earlier and when you get into the mess hall you start hearing wood break like somebody tossed something and okay. uh if you go there you suddenly see z and a few other marines having what looks like to be an impromptu arm wrestling match and z has her arm on like she's like on top of a of a stool and has her her elbow on another stool arm wrestling looks like to be a goliath and <laughs> and actually wins i win z yes. wins hell yeah z wins is it with her fancy arm uh yes because yeah. the, the goliath is like i'll take you on with your with your chrome <laughs> Oh, all right, sweet. Yeah, she she works that arm out every day. And um, <laughs> you win this time on this one, but the crash she heard is when after the win, you're like jumping up and down on the stool that's on top of the table. Oh no! S swipes out from under. <laughs> it's more of like uh, she lands on a corner badly, and the, the stool cannot handle the weight. Because her arm is not that light. And she probably has all her gear on, right? Yeah, um, no, because she would have... She came out of the talon. That's fair. But anyway, that arm is not, is not light. And all of a sudden, you hear a... When, a, when the, one of the legs on the stool breaks, head smacks on the table, table breaks, and the rest of her hits the, the ground. Ow. Okay, but question now. Does Z walk lopsided? <laughs> uh, no, I think you are compensated that for that. Okay, all right. Um, Maybe she works out the other arm. That's yeah. the only way she can keep, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't skip arm day. She doesn't skip arm day. And then you see her, like, get back up. Not, like, onto her feet, but she's like, lifts herself up up to her waist, like, just sitting down, yells out a woo, and all the Marines, woo! including Jax, yell woo back, and you pass nice. out. Aww! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, it wasn't the drink that made you pass out, it's the head trauma. <laughs> oh! I, I understand. <laughs> Spoo-ra! <laughs> but, but you did blackout oh. drunk. I, <laughs> you did get blackout drunk. Just not uh, from drinking. Yeah. Kinda. All right. Love it. And you're in the medical ward. 
Okay. Do I, just, I just I just like telekinesis her to the medical ward, just disappointed. <laughs> I'm not mad. Ah, 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 ow. Oh yeah, it's a bad. You have a bad goose egg on your head now. I, I imagine. Ow. I imagine the events go down if Juniper just uses her telekinesis to just drag her to the medical ward, and then mm. sends a message to Bartle and be like. She's out of commission for the night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so who's next to me when I wake up? Anybody? It was Juniper. Okay. I'm assuming you were staying with her, right? I don't know. I really don't. Because Juniper would probably just be like more annoyed that she has to deal with it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Rather than trying to fix things. I'm suddenly reminded of a military meme I saw not too long ago. Like somebody looks very haggard and it says NCO. They just get a call from um from the MPs is like one of your boys is arrested for DUI. And like Juniper's put up with Z being drunk enough. It's just more of like a this needs to stop. <laughs> this is a problem. To be fair, she wasn't going to drink. And then Jax made her drink a very powerful shot. Yes. It, <laughs> I mean I know Juniper doesn't know any of that, but no. <laughs> in defense of Z. <laughs> well, what Juniper sees is recklessness. Right. Yes. And that is valid. But isn't recklessness uh, Z's middle name? Uh, absolutely. It is now. <laughs> <laughs> Time to go to the office and get a name change. <laughs> So, so yeah, Juniper should probably just make sure she was all right and be like, "You need to stop and then leave." <laughs> and I, I didn't mean to. It, you can talk to the general. He made me do it. Oh, I didn't do make you do anything. And you look over, and he's in the next bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Then why are we both here? Uh. You landed on your head, and apparently the medicine the doc gave me doesn't mix with alcohol. What? Why did the medicine... Wait, what? Me oh, right, right, yeah. Not How's the leg doing? Uh, he says, um, he look, He pats his leg, he's not, not so bad, but not so loud, please. I, 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 I um, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, okay, sorry. My the bad. hang the hangover you're suffering from is probably the worst you ever had. Even worse when you were on um that bender a couple of seasons ago on <laughs> on uh, the Parliament oh, yeah. asteroid. I remember that one. <laughs> Isn't there something they can give us for this? I'm pretty sure they could, but most yeah. of the time they're not going to. I'm laughing. Uh I am going to ping the captain. Which uh, one? I, I'm going to say, Norman Gander, can you please ping the captain and see who he patches me through to? Yes, uh, I will. I will send a message to Captain Theron. Oh, right. Uh, um, yeah, actually, you know what? He, he, he plays a doctor on CE, so uh, <laughs> that works. Um, Theron, you get a message saying... Uh, Tiny One Z is requesting your your presence in the medical ward. 
I will head that way, I guess. Oh. Can you hear me? Oh, no. Um, it's okay. just some, I'm just seeing something on Reddit. Not Reddit, um, Roll20. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Um, when you get there, you just see uh, what you normally see, hustle and bustle of everybody getting taken care of. Mm-hmm. And you see Z with a bit of a goose egg. Okay. And um, Jax. Uh, and and Jax. <laughs> I walk in and say, yes, Z? Hi. Uh, Hi. 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 Well, well, uh, a little bit quieter, please. Uh, do you have anything that might help Jax and I? Mainly me, but you know he he's he, he's there too. So, uh, with this this uh, he made us drink some sort of poison, and then I hit my head, mm. and then I need to be up for duty, and I can't really move. So I was wondering if you had anything that might help. Uh, I I know. Yeah, Doctor Theron. Do you know anything? Yeah, I know one person uh, that can heal this problem for you uh, to remove a poisoned effect. Uh, and I don't think they're working today. So the answer would be no. Uh, you're you're talking about Martle? Martle? Yes, I would be talking about Martle. Uh, okay. Well, I would, like... because I am a trained surgeon. I'm not really <laughs> geared towards handling these smaller medical uh, <laughs> ailments. So why don't you talk to you know some of the people around here and see what they think? Have a nice day. Um, <laughs> I just turn and start walking. Uh, Z is going to try to get out of bed. Z would like to rage. <laughs> um, you start raging, but you suddenly feel... Actually, give me a wisdom save. Okay. On uh, eight. You suddenly feel like a cold sweat coming down your neck. And you turn around and you see the lead physician... Of um, of the medical ward, uh, Doctor uh, Juritan, and she has her hands on her hips. You see a pattern one of her hands, and she's like, "Where do you think you're going?" To work. I'm going to work. I'm uh, I'm you know part of the captain's crew, and they they I'm kind of important. So if you can just give me something for the headache, that'd be great. Yes. I, I really shouldn't be here. This was all a mistake. It was his fault. Hey, hey, you took the drink. I didn't force it down your throat. <laughs> it was his fault. Um, so, you know, if you only have enough for one person, that's fine. I'm, I'm clearly the more important of the two. So, um, please, if you would, please, have a, I need to get the fuck out of here. Yes, uh, I do have something for you. It's called a glass of water and bed rest for eight more hours. I don't like your attitude. Well, who's the doctor here? Well, I, I, I'm uh, Theron. Theron said he was a doctor, but he didn't have anything. And I'm pretty sure he's not a doctor anyway. I, I kind of picture her having a concussion. And oh, so, extremely. like, just not even making any sense. 
and just really she just wants to like get out from around people um (laughs) yeah she just like walks towards you like bends down to be eye level to you is like he may be the captain but i'm the lead physician here and when we're in here my word is law and my word is you keep your butt in bed for the next eight hours you leave my butt out of this and she flumps over and puts the pillow on top of her head and kicks her feet (laughs) and screams quietly into the mattress (laughs) i I don't know how quiet it is depends on how muffling the pillow is it's very muffled and you hear her talking what sounds like to jacks and you hear him arguing but since you have your pillow over your head it's very muffled uh she would remove the pillow enough to be able to hear now general jacks i would think you would be the more adult one of the of the two of you please do not influence the rest of the crew to drink that monstrosity that you have your marines drink it's like come on doc it's not that bad it's not my fault that you didn't tell me about the drugs uh, reactions to the crayon (laughs) i think it's crayon and no doc you keep telling him i told you it was all his fault you shush and go back to bed i'm in bed then go to sleep i'm glad if i could get rid of this headache here and she gives you a glass of water. Uh, staying hydrated helps with headaches. But she chugs it. <laughs> Alright, that's the end of Z's attitude. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's when you start realizing you're starting to feel a little bit tired and you start falling asleep. And uh, basically, we're going back to Farron. Where were you um, after you left um, the medical ward? Um, I would have left and checked on the doctor that, that I talked to was, was she the one dealing with Z? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. I think I would just be wandering about making sure everything was kind of being taken care of. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really have any thing that needs to go on with me right now. All right. Uh, Juniper, um, were you going to do anything, um, while, uh, this is happening? Like, I know you basically left, correct? Yeah, I'm gonna go rummage around for pieces I need. Um, in that case, uh, roll me an investigation check. I will find it right here with a 19. Hmm. Um, you are like in one of the engineering bays, and this one's not really used that often. Typically, the first like five are being used up. There's like five more, um, but they're kind of used for storage for like supplies and materials. And this one looks like it hasn't been used that much. Like, heck, there's been a lot. There's actually a lot of dust in this area. Um, When you're looking around this area, you found you find something you didn't think you were going to find because you thought the body that Atlas had was a one of a kind thing. And you find another Roomba chassis. Roomba chassis. I like the Roomba. And uh, when you hold it, um, you are suddenly like, as soon as you lift it, like your face is just covered in dust because this clearly hasn't been cleaned. And this this place hasn't been cleaned for probably a good century or two. 
bullet. I'm going to dust it off and set it in my satchel. All right. Um, I'm assuming you're running off to your room, correct? Was that all that I needed? Uh, that was the main issue because you couldn't find parts that could really house the, more specifically, the hard drive that could house uh, Atlas's uh, data. Um, the only reason you're able to hold it into your NID is because it's a little more advanced than what you're normally used to. Okay. Mm. I'm going to see if there's like any other parts I might need and then head back. Uh, give me another investigation. Actually, no, give me perception this time. Well, I'm better at investigation. <laughs> oh, 20. Wow. Um, okay, then. Uh, I actually didn't expect that. Give me the goods. um you see a small box like just like tucked under what looks like to be like several pieces of sheet metal and if you remember correctly it's kind of reminiscent of that one like um ammo box that you saw when theron opened up to find his quantum entanglement bow Hmm. okay okay i'm gonna grab the box I should have looked around this damn ship more often. What the <laughs> hell? I mean, to be fair, you guys really haven't explored it that much. Well, in that, and it's huge. It's the size of a damn planet, so. Mm. I'm farming these side quests. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> fair. Totally fair. Um, so, yeah, it's locked, but you know, based off of your experience with what you saw with Theron, there's obviously something inside this box. It's lo- Like I said, it's locked. <laughs> can I try out my picking lock skills? I can help with that. No, this is my box. <laughs> I, can, I can help with that. Um, you can give it a shot if you want. Or do I have to have proficiency to um, pick locks? Um, you don't have to. It's just it won't be as easy. Oh, <laughs> what do I have to roll? Um, usually some sort of dexterity check, right, Ben? Uh, yeah, sure. Here, the DM. <laughs> yeah, give me some sort of dexterity check. Eight. Um, That's about right. You don't really have any tools per se to help with this, and you are probably using like some sort of dagger that you always had on hand. And when you're trying to like push it into a what you think is a manual lock, the blade itself actually breaks. Oh no. Not, not the boob. Yes, <laughs> and take a knife off my character sheet. <laughs> and uh, you actually start seeing that the lock is starting to glow red. Uh oh. Um, but the thing is, you notice there's like, it's not like a blinking light. It's more of like just a solid red light. And if you look at it closely, you see there's like three lines like the inner um the inner line is filled in red but there's like two more spots for it like showing that uh, maybe another light would show up on it mm, i'm gonna just leave it and bring it back with me <laughs> uh while that's happening Ro, what are you doing um i think rel is trying to help make sure that the ship is running since Martel's uh, out of commission and Theron's giving weird orders. So 
weird orders. I mean, uh, they're not all that weird. No, but they're like, I don't know, not the kind of orders that Martel normally gives. So, <laughs> uh, but Rel's gonna try and um, help make sure that we're on track and everything. Like making sure that you're going to Dioso and all that. Yeah, you know, check, checking like the flight path and making mm-hmm. sure that we're, uh, you know, not off course or anything. Yeah, um, when you're on the bridge at this moment and it's relatively quiet, you hear like the humming of like displays and the energy that's flowing around the ship. Um, you also see like a few of the navigation team, specifically um, Florette, um, the dragonborn navigator that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, she's busy looking at the map system and that's being displayed along with others. Like they're doing calculations and, uh, give me perception. All right. 17. Um, you see one of the other, um, navigation, um, team members, uh, you can't remember, um, their name. Uh, they seem to put in some sort of calculation to help adjust um, the flight path. But when you look at it, you realize that they put in a wrong integer and it's actually going to increase the two week flight that you, they were originally planning to about two more months. Oh, boy. oh. um, well, <laughs> Rel is going to sit down at like, an open console and basically try and uh, do something to undo that. So like if um, I just added two months, he's going to try and do something that's going to subtract two months. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me astrometrics. Okay. Because I believe you're trained in that. I am 24. And you easily correct the, um, the, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the, the error. But then all of a sudden you hear a male, the male voice saying, what the hell? Who's messing with my coordinates? And you hear Florette is like, what, what's going on? And it's like, somebody's messing with the, the coordinates I just put in. Who the hell is doing that? Rose kind of like looks around quietly. <laughs> Doesn't say anything. Really? <laughs> Nobody's going to um, own up on the mistake they just did? Like, they just... And you see them like turn back in one second. Let me see if they actually realize the mistake. I was like, they just took this two week course and basically added the wrong number and gave it two more years. <laughs> they rolled in that one. Rel, Rel will walk over, um, like up behind this person, just be like, wait, really? Let me, let me see. It's like, yeah, wait. You're Rel. Uh, did you do this? Uh, what? Uh, no, no. What? Why? Give me deception. <laughs> Eight. Um. I'm oh, sure he's good at insight. Uh, he rolled a fourteen. It's like, man, I thought you were good at this. It's like, why are you putting these coordinates the way this is? Like, see, you are using the wrong um, reference point to the sun. And that's when you see Florette like respond back. He's like, now hold on, hold on. And it's like, 
she turns to you, Rel, and is like, can you show me what you did? Uh, yeah, I just... Uh, it was like this, and then um, I just re-oriented uh, the, the star map so that it would be going like this, which should keep us on track. She looks at it, and then she actually looks at the logs and is like, no... Rel here did the right thing. Quint, um, Ken, uh, you're the one that screwed up because of your, um, you don't know your algebra, it looks like. It's like, wait, what? It's like, what are you talking about? It's like, mm, you gave us a two-month course instead of two weeks. Uh, but, uh, but, but, just take the day off and just like, you see this guy, he looks like to be some sort of elf like you, Rel. And he just like his arm his shoulders just slump and he turns around and Flora looks at you is like, Thank you, sir. Uh I think he's just like feels like he has the weight of the galaxy on him, so he's not really paying attention. That that's that's okay. I mean we we all kind of feel like that sometimes. Especially with everything that's happening lately. Yeah, it's almost like the end of the galaxy, if you think about it. I mean, we're pretty much at the end of the galaxy out here. A. <laughs> she kind of just, like, finger guns at you when you say that. Um, it's like, can you just tell the captain, Farron, like, her... You could just see on her facial features is just like cringe when she says that. It's like just tell him that we're on course for the two week um flight he wants. Uh we'll keep him updated when if anything changes. Okay. I'll let him know. Great, thanks. And um we're gonna go to Clarence. What are you up to? Um, honestly, I think Martle is just sitting in the dark. Um, She's not really doing anything. She's just sitting. Roll me a perception check. Four. You don't hear anything at first. Like, it's, you're just, like, busy contemplating things, I'm assuming, and just thinking about decisions that you made. Is that what's going on? Um... No, I think, so this is very hard to explain to someone who has not experienced it, but Martle is so anxious that her brain is empty. Ah. That's also essentially where Z is. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't hear anything right away, but then all of a sudden, something very, I wouldn't say very bright, uh, it's more of like something translucent in white just suddenly becomes sits in front of you in your, in your field of view. And you recognize it as a holographic projection of Chibi Yormagander. And he's just on his hind legs sitting up looking at you. What? Is there anything I can do for you, Captain? No. Are you absolutely sure? Yes. What I want to do is resolve at least one thing. And the easiest thing right now to resolve 
is the situation with C, but she's indisposed. Did you not resolve the food issue we we were experiencing? We did. Did you not figure a way out of, um, did you not figure a way to save your sister? I don't know if I count it as saving. She's alive, correct? Yes, she's alive, and she's not in Lilith's grasp, but I killed her. Sometimes death is a saving grace for um, worse situations. But it's, it's not the fact that she died. I killed my sister. So are you afraid of seeing yourself as some sort of king, kinslayer? Murderer? No, it's even though there was a reason for it, even though it was ultimately helpful, I watched my sister die to my own hands, and I feel guilty about that. Mm. No matter what she has to say about it, no matter the logic of it, I still feel guilty. You see the chibi Yormagander just like look down like it's contemplating something, and it's like, I do have one question. If that was the only way to save her, if the whole situation happened again, and that was the only way to save her, would you do it? Yes, I would do it a thousand times over if I had to. Then but, you... Go ahead. But that wouldn't make it easier to bear. And knowing that doesn't make it easier to bear. Maybe so. But you do know you're not alone in having to bear responsibility. You have your crewmates. You Do have... I? Am I not? I... One of my crew is a drunk. One of my crew keeps two. No, most of my crew keeps to themselves. I feel like I have had to shoulder so much. It broke me, Jormungandr. Sadly, I do not understand most mortal issues. But I can make one suggestion with the whole keeping to themselves. Talk to them, I know. Yes, I was about to say, if you wish, I can emit a crew-wide message just for your, your inner crew to talk. The one thing I've noticed with you mortals is talking seems to help. Right now, the only one I feel like I'm capable of talking to, just my own mental stuff. Is Z. I want to get that figured out before I talk to any of the rest of them. You see um, Normaganer just look at you, and at first it seems like he's not really sure what to say. He's like, very good. I will talk to the doctor and see maybe she can be moved to a private room so you two can just talk. Okay, that would be nice. Thank you. Yes, but... The doctor did say she needs her rest first, and suggested that you sleep first. I know. I'm trying. Would you care for a sleep aid as no. what the... No, thank you. Do you need... Do you see him look at the stuffed animal that Juniper left you? It's like, do you need that plushy animal that small, jun small one Juniper left you? Um, yes. You suddenly see um, the Chibi Yormaganders start flying to the plush animal and actually 
drag it. <laughs> Somehow I didn't realize that you could move things. And all you hear is like, ha, 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 And you see him. It's amazing what you know when you talk to people. Or in this case, a, an immortal god trapped in a, in a spaceship. I know. Now, Captain, I recommend you get some sleep. Some proper sleep, please. And when eight hours have passed, I will wake you and have the Dr. Ray to talk to. Have Z to talk to. Okay, thank you. Thank you. And instead of, like, disappearing, he actually, like, hops up onto your bed. Because I'm assuming there is a bed in your room, right? Yeah, there is a bed. You see him, like, go in circles and wrap around himself. Almost like a dog, but as a, as a little baby dragon. And fall asleep. Martle ends up laying down on the bed, but I don't think she falls asleep for a good several hours. Well, while that's happening, uh, everything's gone quiet. Like, um, slow. It almost feels like things have gotten that, you know, that sense of normalcy you get when you just, like, get the job done. Like, just doing your job, going to sleep, eat, do your job, go to sleep, and that kind of stuff. It's that for the entire crew. And Theron, it's actually quiet. No fights, no complaints to you as the captain. It's just like everything is in order, which is very weird because I'm assuming you expected everything to go wrong as soon as you took being the captain, right? Theron, that's you. What's that? I'm sorry. I missed that part. <laughs> uh,. Everything's normal. Like everybody's like kind of doing the humdrum of making sure. Yep. And I'm assuming you being the new captain, it's kind of weird because you expected things to go wrong, right? No, um, no, I didn't expect anything to go wrong. Um, Theron knows that he can take care of the day-to-day -day stuff, and that's what he's focused on. Um, yeah, and Aaron was also looking into getting like psychiatric help for the crew and stuff, right? Yeah, yep. We were following yep. up on that um, with the doctor and things like that. Um, but so, so that's so Theron just kind of goes about and stacks up his things that need to get done in front of him, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And also knows that this can't last. There is no longevity to what he's doing right now mm -hmm. right there's just immediacy right so that's what he's doing and that's going to work for now mm -hmm. and uh i think it's like during like the l early morning like it's basically three or four o'clock in the morning because i'm assuming you were making sure everything was done yeah and you're about ready to go to bed yourself Okay. However, you get a chime from one of the uh, the survey teams that's on the bridge. Yeah. And they're like, sorry to bother you, Captain, but we're picking up something on the radar. You need me to come to the bridge? Uh, we would like your presence because something we're not sure what it is, but it is coming towards us. Uh, can you uh, send a message to Rel and have him meet me on the bridge as well, as well as Z? Okay. Oh, uh, no. Don't, not Z. 
<laughs> just rel. Uh, are are you sure, sir? Yeah, indisposed. Yeah, just rel. All right. Um, rel, you um get a message. Like I'm assuming you're meditating, and like this chime gets your attention. Mm-hmm. And it's a message um, from the bridge saying, "Captain Theron requests you on the bridge." Okay. Yeah. Rel heads to the bridge. And when you get there, um, Theron and Rel, you start seeing that the survey team that's on the bridge, they're starting to look a little nervous. Are you sure? It's like, it can't be. It's like, I thought they were gone. Give me a situation report. What do you got? Um, we found ships on the radar. Oh, great. And make? Inquisitor. <sighs> Can we go around? That's what we tried to do. Like we were going behind um, this one asteroid belt. Like, see, maybe if like serpentine around that, they might lose us. But that was like three hours ago. They're still following us, sir. How many? Uh, she's like doing a count, and ten, sir. Okay. And they're the size of um. Let me uh look at this real quick. Because I, they are on the large accompanying size, sir. Um, and for you, um, Theron, you know that can house at least five hundred crew members. Five hundred crew, ten ships, five thousand crew. What is our what is our hold? Two thousand. No oh, fuck. How close are we to this planet we were headed toward? Um, you just gave the orders like a. Maybe no more than 24 hours okay, ago. Okay, so, right. So weeks away. Mm-hmm. Um, sir, I hate to keep bringing up bad news, but the way we are right now, I don't think that Jormagander could take on such, fo- such forces with the power supply issue. Exactly. So the power supply issue is being drained by the food. Food, the pa- our constant need to recharge uh, weapon systems. Right. Um, for the Marines, for the Talon, almost everything we could possibly need powered right now is being drained more than what Norman Gander could possibly produce at this moment. Thought, Rel? Uh, well, if we can't fight them, we should avoid them, but we've already tried to do that. Should we try and talk to them? What will we say? Hello. Let's not sure. shoot each other. Yeah, given the situation. Uh, they might be in the same situation, right? We we can offer them food. Oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, sir, may I make yeah. a suggestion? Um, sure. You, you, hear Flor- suggestions. you hear Florad from um, the navigation team and is like, we could do an invasive maneuver that it may work, but also might seem kind of dangerous. Dangerous to whom? To us, but also might even bring us closer to Dioso. Oh. Well, we needed to go there anyway. Yes, and I figured uh, with this the maneuver I have in mind... Do it. Uh, I think you might want to know what I'm Do gonna... it. Oh. <laughs> okay. I've, uh... I've been captain for 24 hours and have no idea how to fly a ship. Do it. Uh... I would like to know what you're doing. Um, it's called um, the shotgun maneuver. Basically, like we're it. 
we're going to initiate short bursts of hyperdrive in in sequence, possibly about five different sequences. Um, each one going with the prow of the ship go, pointing at a different direction. Uh, two main things that might happen. We'll lose sight of where we're needing to go because, you know, we're not connected to the hyperlane hub. Or two, the hyperdrive engine overheats and explodes. Uh, how likely is it to explode? If we don't um, stress the hole too much and reduce um, co um, cosmic friction, we should be all right. Like, chance of explosion will be reduced to around 15%. 15%? Uh, that's, that's a lot of percent. You? It's 85 to me. Yeah, that, that's, I mean, that's not a lot of percent, though. Do, could we do this a after attempting to hail them? It, with... No set coordinates. Um, we have to do what's basically an emergency jump. And that takes time. So if we were in combat, I would not suggest it. So, Rel, it's talk to the enemy or have a 15% chance of blowing ourselves up. Uh, yeah. How, how confident are you at talking? Uh, I can talk well. My ability to persuade is not so well. Uh, I mean, it's okay. Your call, Rel. What? what me, me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you're 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 the captain. And I am a, I am uh, consulting the people who know to fly to fly a ship. Uh, okay. Um. Could could we prep the jump ahead of time? Um, we could, but they'll know that we're trying something with the hyperdrive. Because that thing generates heat like you wouldn't believe. And since we're in the... <laughs> <laughs> I love what, just, what Clarence just put in. I'm for you bitches to make decisions. <laughs> <laughs> um, because remember, we're in... Spaceships are in the um, vast coldness of space, you know, very okay. cold. Rel, here's your options. 15% chance of blowing up and dying or banking on my ability to talk the enemy into a truce. What would you like? I'm happy uh, with either. Let's, let's do the jump thing. As I said before, do it. <laughs> okay. Um, Florette looks at you, Rel, as like, since you're the senior pilot, I'm going to need you to man the helm on this. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, you see her look at the um, the propulsion team. Like It's like, all right, get emergency jump sequences ready. Uh, Rel will give you the go-ahead to push the button. And... The button right, Rel. <laughs> Don't fuck up the button. <laughs> that that's not something I expected to hear. Theron, as he asks Rel to push the button, will put the, his monocle on and look at Rel. 
Um, when you're looking at him, uh, you still see like that blinding light that's on Rel all the time. I put the um, monocle away and say, "Push the button." <laughs> all right. Uh, is it time to push the button? Well, first you have to get on the sh- on the the main um helm controls, and when you're doing that, you see. You realize it's not the main button you're looking at. It's the emergency hyperdrive jump button that you're seeing. Like, it raises from the ground. You see, like, a pillar. And you see... It's, it is kind of dramatic when you think about what's going to happen. I'm shitting himself is my point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, you see a glass dome open up, and you see this red... It's not really actually a button. It's a throttle. And when you see it like fully exposed for you to push the punch it basically real, mm-hmm. you start hearing warning um, signals like inquisitorial ships inbound. It's like five minutes from a contact. If you want to do something, you better do it now. All right. Uh, <clears throat> Rel does like a quick check of like uh, the systems to make sure, you know, everything's ready to go mm-hmm. um, it's fully charged yep it's fully charged and before you um push the throttle you see floret like swooped from the panel onto your main helms map and mm-hmm. you see the coordinates that she took from your suggestions and basically showed like the easiest way to do these emergency jumps and basically cut it down from the 10 jumps that you might have done to five but you know these are going to be very hard, sharp turns, basically. Mm-hmm. So before you do it, I need an astrometric check. Okay. No pressure, Rel. 18. Eight. The fate of the entire ship's in your hands, but really? no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Rel, you confidently follow, you reorient, reorient um, the ship to where you need to be. Your hands are just gliding over the monitor screen, almost like it's dancing. And when you're ready, you grab that um, that chrome handle and just push it forward with with all intent. Just when you see on the main view screen, like when the Inquisition, that <laughs> um, <laughs> you see Inquis- Inquisitorial ships like are on the main view screen, and you see for the first time in a month the hyper gates that you're so used to finally opening. Like you almost can hear the electrical hum from the ship when it launches the, the electricity into the void of space. This gate opens up. You see azure, um, white bluish light, almost like cut in half into space and open up opening from the middle to the sides. And you see, almost like a purplish wavy spit of space when you realize this is hyperspace and you feel the thrusters just push the ship into maximum speed into the gate. And you even feel yourself like being pushed into your chair. And for the viewers, when this happens, you see the inquisitor inquisitorial ships getting closer and closer weapons starting to um, build up. And the gate closes, 
And that's where we're ending the episode. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I have to get to the right portion here. Give me a second. Well, that's it for this week's adventures in Celestial Expanse. Until next time, you can support CE on Patreon, patreon.com slash Celestial Expanse. You can find us on Instagram at C Expanse Podcast or on Facebook at Celestial Expanse Podcast. You, the listener, can help us by giving us a like on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can find me on Instagram at Diomedes underscore Industries. Matt, any news? And where can the people find you? Uh, nothing new, but if you want to talk about the podcast or send a name suggestion like we just did today um, with several characters, thanks to Sail the Planes, please use the Celestial Cast um, hashtag. And you can follow me on RP underscore GGamer. Natalia, any news from the art department? And where can the people find you? Art department. So we've been taking a bit of a hiatus on art lately, but we are about to start it back up. We are starting to feel a little bit better. And next week, I will have lots of time to doodle with some other amazing artists. So to follow that, follow London's underscore studio on Instagram. And on Twitter, you can find me at Indie Portfolios. That's the letter N and the letter D. Where can the people find you, Ben? You can follow me on Twitter at the Voidman. The O is a zero. Boston. You can follow me at Hidden Grotto, capital H, capital G. The O's are zeros. Clarence. I'm at Werewolf, W A E R W O L V. Remember, everyone, space. No one can hear you scream. Uh...